Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, well, appreciate everybody being here. Uh, excited that uh, we are here at game week. Um, you know, a lot of work that's gone in, you know, as I told the team yesterday, you know, you know back to you know, last December, really, as we uh, were able to sign a, sign a class, you know, come in in January. You know, we had 23 newcomers that, that entered the program in January, uh, was able to, to really, you know, be very progressive in, in – you know, what we did, uh, you know, seeing the team come together, you know, trying to establish an identity, you know, throughout the spring practice as I carried over into the summer, uh, had a couple new additions and just uh, really the overall development of our football team. I'm just, uh, I'm proud of the work they put in. And uh, as we went through fall camp, um, and it was a it was a, um, a strenuous fall camp. You know the the workload. Uh, you know I try to track things from year to year, and, and over the three year you know period of time that we've been able to uh, to to see that output in a fall camp, it was by far the uh, uh, the best player load, the the, the highest uh, highest velocity and top speeds. At, you know just as an overall average of a football team, our explosive movements change the directions. I mean we we blew it out of the you know, blew it out of the water uh, from years past. And uh, you know, I love the competitiveness that I saw from our team. Uh, really excited about uh, the opportunity that's ahead. And as we get as we get into uh, to week one, um, you know, just so grateful for the opportunity to be able to kick it off here at home at Doak Campbell Stadium in front of our home crowd. Uh, you know, it's going to be a, a wonderful experience for you know our players, uh, coaches, all, you know, all all the families, and uh, you're just excited for our fan base to, to to be here on this opening weekend of college football. And uh, you know, I, like I told our players this as we jumped into this week. You know, it is it's it's the the, the focus does not change. The focus is still on our on our improvement every single day, building that consistency, and uh, you have an opportunity to go and compete uh, to uh, to be the best us come Saturday. And uh, you know, I'm excited about the work they put in. Um, and, and really, uh, you know, grateful to be able to coach this team, and uh, you know, looking forward to um, to Saturday night, and uh, you seeing them to go out, seeing them go out and uh, and execute and, and play this game that we all love. Coach saw that on Saturday. Jordan Travis uh, broke the rock. Uh, obviously, it's a, a symbolic thing that you guys do here in the program. But for it to be that the last day of camp, what does it symbolize, and, and how far has really Jordan come here in the last twenty? practices 
No, I mean he's he's had a great fall camp, and I think we talked you know, talked about it a little bit after after each you know day, kind of giving those updates. And um, you know he had he was he was incredible. I mean the the work that he put in, um, you know the consistency that he showed at the position, you know the you know each day, um, you know even with mistakes that that might have been made the day prior, you know you got to see the response and uh, you know just the, his growth at that at the position, you know at the leadership that he showed. Um, you know one of the things I that I uh, you, you look at you look back at that, and you know, Coach Storms, uh, you know, he selects at at each of those, um, you know, kind of pivotal moments to mark the end of a camp, or you know, with here going into a game week, uh, the guy that breaks the rock, and and uh, you know, one of the things that that he mentioned, which uh, you know, you see and you feel, is just the. Um, the approach that, that Jordan brought to the field every day. I mean, he did an unbelievable job of finishing plays, did an unbelievable, unbelievable job of encouraging teammates. I mean, he, he went through fall camp with a smile on his face. And, you know, it's you, – you, you look at the work and, and the challenges that we try to um, – that we try to create throughout fall camp. And, I mean, he just embraced that with an unbelievable attitude. And, and I think that – that really uplifted a lot of a lot of the guys on the team. You know, even when guys are going through you know tough moments, when you see you know one of the best players on your football team and just going out there and enjoying it and having fun. Um, you know, I, I'm excited for Jordan. I'm excited for this year that's ahead. I'm, I'm, I really uh, I believe that you know that he's got something special in front of him because of because of the work and that investment. But uh, it was definitely a joy to see him you know break the rock and uh, we had a lot of guys that um, you know. Definitely were, were capable and it earned that right as well. But uh, to see him, uh, you'll get a chance to do that. It's, uh, it's, it's special for our team. On the uh, projected depth chart, uh, you got Darius starting at center. Um, that probably wasn't what you guys predicted going into camp, even though he's worked at probably every spot on the line. Um, how has he done, and uh, is there any update on that position health-wise? Uh, you know, Darius, uh, you know, he's we, – we've talked about throughout camp. You know, he's so versatile. He's, he's played every, you know, every position. You know, he's played, you know, uh, last year uh, at center. You know, uh, it's been it's been great getting him back in the lineup. We, you know, we had some injuries, uh, you know, there uh, in fall camp. Um, you know, we, we know about Caden. You know, had, uh, uh, Maurice had got kind of banged up, uh, you know, there throughout uh, throughout camp, and uh, he was going to be out this week. And you know, we're looking forward to getting him back, uh, you know, very very soon. And uh, but uh, you know, going into this week, you know, that's uh, you know, Darius and his his versatility. Um, you know, is just I, I think it's a very natural position for him. You know, obviously he can play guard, he can play tackle, but um, you know, he's very smart. He understands the offense, understands the calls. Um, you know, it's I, I believe that he really has. A, a great future in front of him, um, you know, being able to to utilize that versatility, and if if the time calls like it calls for this week, you know, he can go in and, and be able to uh, uh, to play the center position. You know, also also you know being if if you know guard or tackle, um, you know, it's one of one of his greatest qualities. And for all the work that he's put in in the off season, you know, he was coming off of an injury and you know it's kind of been limited, uh, you know, throughout uh, throughout fall camp. But uh, you know, even his his continued rehab and and putting himself in a position is is something that um, you know he's he's had to bust his tail to do. And so uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited for this year uh, for Darius and just uh, the, you know that versatility he brings to the offense. What have you seen from the run game throughout camp? Seems like you have a diversity of, of different types of running backs, and I guess how can that be utilized to your advantage this season? You know, I, I really like our backs. I mean, I like the uh, um, you know you know, they understand they understand tracks, they understand um, you know the, the patience, but also you know just the aggressive nature of, of how we want to to be able to uh, to attack in the run game, and uh, you know they're uh, I think they're. All dynamic players. They can they can do great things running the ball, but also catching the ball out of the backfield, which you know, you know definitely uh, presents different challenges for defense for opposing defenses. Uh, but uh, you know uh, our guys take pride in, in in how we run the ball, and it's something that we have to be able to get established week in and week out. Um, you know for for us you know being able to identify the. The, the best you know concepts and schemes for those for those five guys that are going to be uh, you know there in front of them in the tight ends and how we want to utilize those different packages you know I do believe that we're going to be able to play multiple backs uh, you know, throughout the course of the game you know there's going to be times where you'll see you know many of them out there uh, on the field together but uh, you know, I think they all complement each other well I think each of them can be the primary back um, but uh, you know also being able to showcase that versatility I think would be something to be great for the offense as the year as the year unfolds.
Last year, you guys opened up against one of the most storied programs in the, in the history of the sport. You know, this week you're opening up with Duquesne, a little bit different of a sort of challenge for you guys. But how, I guess, you know, can you assess the way you guys have attacked and how excited you guys are and maybe haven't seen any kind of distraction or complacency that people might assume? No, I mean, our guys are excited to play. And, uh, you know, you, you know, being able to play at home, like I mentioned, is something that, that we're definitely excited about. And, uh, you know, this Duquesne team that's coming in, it's a, it's a, it's a program that's had a lot of success uh, You know, over, over the, the last couple years you look at them I mean, their head coach has been there I want to say uh, maybe going on 18 years uh, you know very you know very disciplined football team one that plays uh, you, know, you know they do they're very multiple in their concepts they got a new defensive coordinator that's going to you know be uh, very uh, multiple in their approach and, and blitz packages offensively they can do a little bit of everything and uh, you know they've got they've got really quality football players I, I want to say they got maybe seven or eight uh, you know preseason all conference uh, you know players that are that are uh, returning uh, this is a team that you know that they can play really good football and for us it, it's you know I, and I'm gonna say the same thing next week and the week after it is about us it is about us going out there and and being able to execute the plan that we have to be consistent in 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 our in our approach and are consistent in in how we um, are able to respond throughout the course of the game of whatever whatever uh, um, you know a, a play result might be. You know we've got to be able to, to learn from that and be able to move forward, whether it's good or bad. And so you know I'm excited to see our guys compete. I mean you know, this last probably probably a week plus. I mean we we I know I've used the, the term irritable. I mean we've had that, and you know guys. I mean they've competed hard. They've I mean we've we've been physical throughout uh, throughout fall camp. You know really trying to establish that uh, that identity, and you know our guys embrace it. And the fact that we get to play, you know, somebody's going to be in a different color jersey. Uh, you know, come uh, come Saturday, you know, we're we're excited and to be able to do it at home. Uh, you know, we just have to do all all in our power to to prepare it the way that's necessary for us to go play our best ball come Saturday. Uh, talk about the offensive line as a whole. You've talked a lot, a lot about this offseason, about just how much attention's been paid to that with the additions and all. How much is this depth chart, looking at who you have on that, despite being out with probably the top two guys you would have thought at center coming in the precinct, just a testament to where that room is at compared to when you got here? Well, yeah, well, we knew that uh, we needed to, to continue to build depth and we needed to continue to, um, you know, as you see young players that are developing and, uh, you know, growing in their versatility, growing in the things that they can do, um, you know, I, I think it's, it's, it's exciting that um, you know that we have to have those guys that have come in and, and been able to bring that type of value to our program uh, but also you know there's a lot of competition and you know even even going into the course this week you know we have an initial depth chart you know we know Maurice is not going to be available this week uh, but you know what you see you know on that on that depth chart there could be some moving pieces between now and and uh, and Saturday so you know it's there is a lot of competition you know for us we need that that consistency and execution uh, so we'll still be evaluating that here as the, as the week unfolds but we we definitely um, you know I, I like I, I like the young men that, that we have in that room and, and the work that they put in and you know we're just going to continue to to push and, and develop them as uh, as each each practice goes by sticking with the o-line what has jazz done since his arrival and what kind of versatility does he provide as possibly a swing lineman no i mean jazz uh, has really done a nice job i mean you you look you look at the newcomers that uh, that have joined and you know julian armello who's you know as a true freshman uh, you know they're um, you know as, as a backup at, at left tackle you look at jazz coming in uh you're a guy that's played tackle you know has, has started started games um you know and then we've even this last you know week week and a half kind of moved him around a little bit between guard and tackle and you know the way that he's embraced, um, you know, just role opportunity. Um, you know, th there's a lot of a lot of things that that those guys have had to learn coming in. Um, you know, meet you, you know, as well. I mean, that's. It, it's been really impressive just to see the work ethic that they have, uh, the, but also how the other linemen that are returning have really kind of taken them all under their wings to help along through the process. Um, you know, they, that those five guys they got to play as one, but and so that that. Communication and understanding and trying to, to to build upon those finer details and those reactionary moments. It, it's uh, you know, it takes a lot of work and uh, you know I think our guys have done a, a nice job of that and you know it's a compliment to to, to those newcomers of uh, of the work that they put in to, to put themselves in a position to even be able to play multiple spots. Uh, you even though they've only been here in a, for a short period of time. Hey, Coach, I, just the opportunity to play Week Zero. I mean, you're one of a 
dozen games on TV uh, this Saturday night uh, to be able to showcase this program on a national level like that when, when there's a lot of eyes on not that many games. Yeah, you know, I love it. And, uh, you know, it's really, you know, it, it's added to the sense of urgency. You know, we started a week earlier. Um, you know, we actually, what I, one of the things that was a, was a benefit is, you know, today is the first day of school. And so we were able to really get an extra week of, of camp where you could have the night meetings, the walkthroughs. Um, so we were able to, to get, I think, a little, uh, a little bit further advanced with that extra time. You know, hitting different situations, making sure that we were, um, you know, you know cross-checking and, and really, you know, sometimes when you're, when you're, when you're going towards a first game, I mean, you're going to hit everything with that first group, second group, but, you know, even just helping the understanding with some of the newcomers and, and you know, be able to go back through it with, with a, a night walkthrough or, or uh, you know, just being able to slow down some of those situations. So I thought that was really good. And then, you know, you, you get a chance to kick off, you know, here that, you know, be one of the first games in college football that's played, um, you know, this weekend. It's just exciting. It's, a, it's an exciting time. You know, I've, I mean, I love – I love the opportunity that we get, you know, each year. That's what makes college football so special because there's so so limited uh, opportunities that you get in a season, and uh, you know, to be able to to start it off and uh, to be to be a part of that uh, that that week zero showcase. I mean, I'm I'm excited about it, and like I said, I really appreciate the work that our players have, have put into it, and um, you know, it's just time to go play it. Kind of a two-part question, but it's related. It's not two separate questions. Uh, you guys were able to retain some staff members who might be might have had opportunities elsewhere during the offseason. And then also, there's a commitment, I think, from the university to, to help you expand the staff. What has that done for you kind of going into the season? No, it's been great. And, uh, you know, I think when you look at, you know, one of the things with our program is continuity has been important. It's, it's, it's really something that, we, that we've needed. And, you know, there's been – you know, we've, we've talked – about the amount of change that, that the program has seen over the last few years, and you know, be, even even with you know guys that got other opportunities um, and are and are at different places, I mean, been able to have that continuity within with Coach Shannon and Coach Tokars and Coach Atkins being you know and, and you know, becoming the OC. I mean, the the comfort in expectation and understanding of uh, you know at a position and and also you know just collectively as a, as a group you I think that helps accelerate the process for our guys and it doesn't there, there's no slowdown in the growth and I, I think we've seen a lot of development we needed to see a lot of a development we've been one of the youngest teams in college football the last few years and you know we needed to see that those con, those continued steps and it's something that I believe you know um, has, has really helped us and you know I, I love what I've seen in the preparation throughout fall camp when it comes to, to uh, you know expanding the staff I mean I think it's been uh, I think it's been important I mean you know we've been able to add you know a couple roles whether it's in in uh, you know, personnel scouting different different uh, areas you know there's there's not a magic number in staff it, we, we just want the the right number the most efficient number of what of, of, of personnel and people that are here to support our student athletes to help provide us the, the 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 best opportunity to go out there and play at an elite level and and I, I, I'm grateful for for how everybody's you know been able to come in and the way that we're, we've been able to efficiently operate uh, you know, together, and uh, you know, excited for that to go into play here. Uh, you know, this week, as on top of all the other things that we've done, uh, you know, leading up, you know, throughout this uh, this year already. Go back to Chris. You've always placed a great deal of time and importance on special teams. How much better do you feel about return game with the new faces that are now part of it? You know, I think that's going to be a that that needs to be a. Uh, um, a great improvement and you know we've invested a lot of time we've you know went back and even reevaluated some of the things we did as coaches of, of how we scrimmaged and some of the things that we wanted to see to uh, really allow guys maybe a little bit better opportunity to showcase exactly where they were before this first game you know we got some full speed reps of uh, you know, in the return game and I'm excited about the guys that we've had uh, you know that we've added and guys that we've that we've had that have been here that have continued to grow and develop um, you know the thing about special teams is it is that that's, that's got to speak to the culture of the team. And, you know, when you see, you know, your best players that are wanting to be a part of, of those special teams unit and understanding the importance of it, you know, you know, um, you know we need to have those game-changing plays. We need to have uh, those, those, those impactful moments where we can flip field position, win the hidden yardage, doing the things necessary to, to help our offense and defense have the, the best chance to, to achieve success on, on, on their own right. But, uh, you know, uh, 
from the coaching staff to the players, you know, I really think there's been a great deal of buy-in. Uh, you know, I'm excited about our return units. Um, you know, I think when you when you look at some of the explosiveness that we have back at the returner positions, you know, if ten other guys can 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 all do their job and help provide those seams, I definitely think we have guys that uh, will have an opportunity to be able to to make some of those impactful plays. Um, you know, whether it's a, a deuce span, whether you know Sam McCall is somebody that has really, you know, he's he's. Emerging, uh, you know, especially in the return game, and uh, you know, I'm excited to see you know, him get an opportunity. Um, you know, there whether it's kickoff return, you know, we obviously Micah Pittman's done an exceptional job since he's been here in the in the punt return game. Uh, you know, guys like Keyshawn Helton, I mean, is is really uh, you know continue to to come along in that. But uh, you know, I'm excited about the personnel, and and uh, you're looking forward to seeing them go out there and execute. Stay here for Brendan. You've expressed a lot of optimism about the growth and direction of the program going into this season. What would constitute as successful in, in your mind and as a step in the right direction for the program? Yeah, it's it's that seeing that continual growth. I mean, and I know there's not, um, you know, I want to see us play our best ball each and every week. So to see us grow and get better. I mean, this week, you know, this is our this is our first opportunity. Uh, we've got to go out there and, and how we execute, how we you know how we perform, how we respond to all situations that that show up come Saturday night. I mean, that's that's going to be. Uh, that's our, that is our first opportunity to see exactly where we are. And then building from there, we have to see that gradual improvement. And, you know, I don't – there's not a limit of things. that I'm not going to put a limit on what this team can do or accomplish. I really am excited about this group. Um, you know, I know there's, there, there's some things that we're going to see – we're going to need to see some rapid acceleration at some, at some places, at some positions, you know, that – Come Friday night, it'll be the first time uh, that a lot of these guys, um, you know, especially the newcomers, have gone out there uh, and played here, you know, you know, at Florida State. It's going to be, you know, a, a new opportunity for some of the younger players that are now have established themselves in different roles to go out there and, and showcase, you know, the, all the skills and talents that they have and the development that they've that they've been able to uh, achieve. But you know, that's what will ultimately, you know, define success is that you know, we see that continued growth within the program. Um, and, you know, I want to win every dang game. I mean, that's, I mean, ultimately, that's what we're here to do. And, uh, you know, it's, but you have to see that, that growth and seeing our guys go out there and play to the best of their ability uh, in, in, in every opportunity that they get. We've got time for a couple more. We'll go to Aslan in the back. Coach, you were really aggressive in the transfer portal even last season. Seeing the way the guys like Jermaine and Kier practiced in the preseason, and then the way they were able to perform for you last year, did that give you kind of a does it give you a feel, a bit of confidence when you see guys like Jared, the way they practice, or Tatum, and does it kind of give you a good gauge of how guys integrate into a program, and how quickly they can help you out in the season? Yeah, well, I mean, and that's the expectation, you know, and that's where when you see when you see your top players practicing at top level and uh, you know, the effort they give the the intensity they bring I mean those are things that are that are sought out and you know for young players that you know maybe came from different places and you know for them to em em embrace that mentality and to to really you know it, it, it inspires others you know there's, there's reason why I coach the way I coach is I, I want to be an inspiration we're on that field you know it's a very short period of time that we get to to be out there and to but to maximize you know each moment it will prepare them for how they're going to play and you know I want game day I want it to feel slow for players I want I want I want them to feel that we you know compete and push at practice at, at a, an extremely high level so when they get into the game you know, they're able to be uh, you know, unbelievably confident in what they're being asked to do just because of the way that they prepared. And I think the guys that you've mentioned, uh, you know, I think they showed that a year ago. And I'm really excited about uh, what this team has done in their preparation in fall camp because, you know, the numbers, numbers speak for themselves. You know, and I said this last week, you know, any coach can get up there, everybody's going to have a good feel-good message there going into to week one. You know, what gives me confidence is I've seen, I've seen the work. I've seen the increase in every everything that we track. I mean, these guys have pushed at, at a extraordinary level, and uh, you know, looking forward to to them getting to go play the game. You talked going into spring about the competition you wanted to see um, from the team, and then when we look at this depth chart and kind of who's projected to possibly start and who's at an or and who's you have some guys who have won jobs over returning stars and some returning stars who fought off pretty good challenges. Has that competition been 
what you hoped it would be? Uh, it has, and, and I think I think we've had competition at, at all spots. I think you've seen growth at, at all spots. Um, you know, there's, you know, it, it's sometimes when you have those oars, I mean, it, it's going to take more than 11 guys on each side of the ball for us to, to, to play winning football. And, uh, you know, what I'm excited about is I think rather than maybe, you know, a 13 or a 14, we're going to be sitting there, you know, close to an 18, 19, 20, you know, that's, that are, are guys that have, that have put themselves in that position where, you know, you can have, you know, you know possibly a three- or four-man rotation. Some positions a five-man rotation. You look at our, our defensive tackle group, I mean, is a group that I'm extremely excited about because of the depth that they have. Um, but, you know, as you, as you look at that, I mean, it's, you know, that's where it also couples in with the special teams is you got, you know, I mean, you're going to be able to play your best players because, you know, if, if a guy's, you know, playing, you know, 40 snaps offensively or defensively and then still being able to get another 10 to 15 there on special teams, I mean, that's a heck of a, that's a, heck of a workload going into a game. But it's also guys maintaining, you know, that, uh, you know, being able to play fresh and being able to go out there and, and uh, you know, play at the, the best level that they can on, on, with each opportunity. Thank you, Good afternoon, Alex. Afternoon. Your O-line group, just how do you feel about it after going through the preseason camp with the depth that you guys have developed, the new bodies coming in, how they've come along, a guy like Jazz being a swing possibility if he's not mm -hmm. a starter. Just where do you feel that group is going into game one? Well, we, we have true competition where, you know, even though we know there's a depth chart out, but the guys are still fighting for those opportunities, which keep bringing the best out of all those guys, you know. So I feel better at that aspect of the competition. Also, the guys that are able to play multiple spots, you know, that was a big thing. We've kind of been swapping those guys out a bunch here late in camp once they got kind of acclimated to the system and things like that. So having multiple guys that can go in there and not have that drop-off be steep as, as I've had, um, as we've had. So just more competition. I think guys have grown a lot more and kind of answered the bell, and, and I've been proud of the, the cohesiveness of the group. I know uh, Bless is listed, I think, as the starting right tackle. I guess, is that where you envisioned him when you brought him in? I guess, how impressed have you been with a guy making the jump he has to be where he is and position himself so well? Well, no, I mean, Bless has done a good job of showcasing and coming in and learning it pretty quickly, which kind of put him in position to possibly start and, and be a guy for us. You know, he's actually taking a bunch of reps that left this week also. Um, we put him in guard a couple of times, too. So now that he's comfortable in the offense, being able to be multiple and things like that, we put him at one position to be able to learn it just so they can kind of showcase themselves instead of trying to think and too much. But once they have it, that's when you can kind of start, you know, moving those pieces and, and where they still have an understanding of the concepts we're trying to run. But now, bless is to step in and, and kind of be thrown in like he was. He's done a good job answering the bell. How many, how many guys have you had in your career that have played all five spots on the O-line? And, and is it the mental part? How difficult is that, knowing the job of all of those roles? Yeah, it's unfair. When they first get in early, you try to keep them in one position. Just because, just to learn the details and, and 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 what it takes just to be at, just to be out there. You know, we're very multiple, so you know you try to keep them in so they can just learn it and feel comfortable. And then after that, it's more challenging. Like I've had plenty of guys do it. You know, even you know John Leglue. I was just talking to him the other day. He played for me at Tulane, and, and we're playing for the Steelers right now. He played tackle, guard, and center. He could play all five, and that's kind of helped him now. You know, still be on that roster here lately. So I think that you know you don't. I don't want to inconveniencing where they're trying to play multiple spots and don't even know the concepts of what we're trying to teach. So once they get acclimated, I get them in a position, I let them play that position. And once they learn, they say, oh, okay, now I know if I'm at this tackle, if I'm at this guard, if I have to go do this. So just giving them a chance to be able to showcase themselves. But also, man, I've had, you know, I, I have gotten better as a coach learning that you have to be able to keep the best five out there regardless of position. So that has helped me grow and do a better job of making sure I prepare guys to be able to do that. Darius uh, played some center last year, mm -hmm. and now he's being asked to play again. Yep. Um, all the check calls that the center makes for mm -hmm. the offensive line, uh, that acclimation. Mm -hmm. uh, can you talk about that a little bit? Well, yeah, most of the time, you know, the center makes the calls just because he's right in the middle. He can talk to both sides. You know, so he's able to talk clearly to communicate. But we've also had a lot of emphasis, in, like, you know, when Maurice played earlier, we didn't allow him to make too many calls. We've had times where guard made calls. We've had times where, you know, tackles communicated when we had, um, you know, other guys that are going to center. Now, Darius has been in the offense for a while. 
So his understanding of concepts is, is, is elite. I mean, he's played pretty much now, you talk about all five, he has now entered where he's played all five positions for us. Um, so that's another guy to talk about that kind of once you learn it and you learn the concepts, whether it's gap scheme, zone scheme, half slide, full slide, you know, um, how we check protections and things like that, you're able to have a little more comfort level. So, you know, Darius will be fine because he knows it and he understands it and he's been on both sides of it from left tackle to right tackle to guards and things like that. So I have a lot of confidence in Darius being to execute that. But you also next to vets, you got Dylan Gibbons, who's going to his second year, he's going to be on the field with them. You got Rob Scott, who's going to be out there that can play both tackle positions like he's done. You know, so you got some older guys that's been out there to be able to direct some of that stuff if he's having a little bit of trouble seeing it, but I, I don't envision that happening. Before you were offensive coordinator, I think you said that um, Coach Norvell takes input from the entire staff mm -hmm. when putting together game plans and things like that. Correct. Um, but when you're as offensive coordinator, I mean, do you get two votes or like what's different now in terms of those conversations between, between you and Coach Norvell? Well, yeah, Coach has kept it, you know, where we all have input and we all have our certain sections of the game plan that we put in, and, and that's our project. And that's our job to come in there with the ideas that kind of fits within our scheme of what our players can do. And we come and present those areas, you know, and he's kind of the overseer. I'm more just trying to make sure it's on a scheduling, timely matter, organizing it and making sure we got the right guys in the right positions, kind of handling that. But as far as how we run the offense, Coach, I mean, he's always had a setup where everybody has a lot of input, uh, you know, and kind of just your baby in the game plan, like whether it's short yardage, whether it's third and medium, whether it's third and long, whether it's goal line and things like that. So just making sure you have ownership in yours. And then once you have ownership in yours, going a little bit step beyond. And now you can, once I take care of my job, now I can sit in the meetings with the other guys that's doing other other um, areas and kind of learn, you know, as we go. It's like, hey, I might, so when I, I would say, all right, I got the short yardage down. That was my position. I've done that. Now let me sit in here when they're doing third and long, you know. And, and you know, being an O-line coach, you, you, you're in all of them. You know, you got protection. All of it, so I've always been involved in all of it, but not much has changed in that role except just more of the organization. How, how impressive have you been by Jordan? I know you've always been impressed by Jordan, mm -hmm. um, and I think in the spring you said this is Jordan's offense. Kind of, you know, you guys are really tailoring things oh, yeah. to what he does well and what he can do well. But, but has he taken uh, uh, taken things to a different level this preseason? And what, what's impressed you? Full ownership. Because, you know, going back to what we talked about earlier, guys being in the same system for a while. So he understands what we're trying to accomplish, and he understands the skill set of the guys around him. So, you know, anytime you can, you know, sometimes coaches, we get a little bit too much credit. We send a play in, it might be the wrong play. If you've got a quarterback that can get us in the right play, you know, that's a, that's a big-time deal. So we give Jordan full range out there. I mean, he, he, can, he can do what he's comfortable with and what he sees out there. And having that trust to be out there going to field, just like in you know, all levels of the profession, when you have a quarterback that has the eyes of the coaches, it, it, it helps a bunch. It saves you, you know, it saves you a couple of times, too, because you know, they get us out of trouble more than we get them out of trouble. So having that weapon and watching his maturity in that aspect has been phenomenal. Like, I can't even describe how far he's come mentally in the game. Coach, you mentioned how for your unit, it's really important that everybody is excited for the other guy having success. It needs to be like a genuine, sincere sort of thing. Oh, yeah. How do you, how do you foster that? And how have you seen that kind of come to fruition here this preseason? Well, we met about just not being fake. You know, we're not building an all-star team because we had a lot of additions. So we had to address that early. Like, let's talk about this now in here. So the first thing has to be established is relationships, you know. You know, we got to say, all right, do we genuinely build relationships with each other or is it just, just we're in the same team, we're in the same locker room, so we have to be friends. No, it doesn't work like that. So you have to spend time, and, and we try to manufacture some of that, but, you know, when they get outside of these walls, they got to actually, you know, build relationships with each other. And I think we have some guys that really made a point to do that, to kind of go out of their comfort zone, out of their normal circles, and really reach out past the guys that they might have came in with, say, hey, this guy, this guy here, I'm going to reach to him, and I'm going to go through the playbook with him. I'm going to go eat dinner with him, manufacture these deals. Um, we read a book this summer, which I thought was really good because we didn't do it by position. We did it in groups of different positions. So, you know, they had spent that time with each other and, and things like that. There was little unique deals you try to do create it, but we talked about we didn't want to be fake, you know, because it's not going to work. It's going to run its course, and it's going to be bad if you're genuinely not wanting somebody else to succeed. So it goes without saying, but they have, like, that's one of the hardest things to do when you're building a team. So I appreciate them listening to it and addressing it early and really working those relationships so we can move forward and get past those little scuffles and things like that we have if we have genuine relationships.
looking at the running back room, I know I think only two guys are listed as starters, but I don't know how much that means just with how – I know how deep you kind of see that room is. How oh, yeah. encouraged are you about what you've seen, I mean, from those three guys, but also from Rodney and even Josh Burrell in his last week or so there? What I like about the running backs, if they all didn't wear numbers, I wouldn't – I mean, they all can go out there. You know, and they all can bring something special. And, and, and uniquely, they, they've all done a good job of understanding the concept. So, you know, we don't even have to say, oh, this guy's in here because this is the power back, the speed back. We don't have to do any of that because all those guys are special. And they picked it up so quickly. Even the young guys growing up at Rodney, I mean, you watch him make some plays here. So his confidence is growing in the scheme. But that's how confident I am in that group where, I mean, they all can go out there with the same number on out. I mean, I'm good with all I'm playing. Coach, let me ask about you. Some coordinators come to the job as quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. Some people come to the job as offensive linemen, in your case. Um, how, does, how do you think that affects your view of the play calling and the, and the uh, game strategy? Yeah, I always want to make sure that everything is through the lens of the players. You know, that's the, that's the main thing. No matter, regardless of position as a coordinator. Now, normally, because of my position, I probably see things more inside out just because that's how I'm used to studying the game, you know, and I, and I forced myself to see it from outside in when I took my first coordinator role um, before I came to FSU. But the reality of it is, is you, you better understand your personnel and what they're capable of before you talk about what play you're going to run or what, what you do and, you know, what's so special about you is you better make sure those players understand it and it fits what they do and they're be able to showcase their ability. So one thing that drew me to Coach Novell is that's been the case. I've seen Coach Novell run multiple offenses because he has multiple different type of quarterbacks, running backs. You know, when he had better running backs, you saw the running game. So I, I like that the offense is built for the players and it's adjusted to the players to put them in the best position to be successful before you talk about, you know, position or what you see or how you see the game, you better see those players first. What does uh, Duquesne do defensively? Um, and any particular players that kind of caught your attention watching film? Well, one thing I'm gonna, I think, you know, looking at Duquesne, you know, they got a new coordinator coming in, Coach Craig. But what I like is that I think he's more of a dictator. He doesn't really, you know, I, I know he's going to study us and, and put his game plan together, but I, I think he likes to dictate his defense. You know, he wants to run, he's going to run and make you adjust to him. Which is, which is a good scheme to have. You know, and he's had success everywhere he's been, and now he's returning back where he originally coached linebacker. So I like the way he's attacking, you know, and, and like most defenses, everything goes in waves. The big thing now is playing coverage and trying to stop the run with the run twist and things like that. That's most defenses are kind of going through that right now with trying to stop the RPO, RPO game, the big play. So I think he'll have some of that in his adjustments like most do, but I think he's more of a dictator. He tries to say, hey, I'm going to dictate your protection. I'm going to dictate what I want you to do and dictate your checks, and then I'm going to come off of that. So trying to be more attacking is, is kind of his style. I, I like it a bunch. Now, he's new, so we've been watching a lot of personnel cut-ups from Duquesne a year before, but he has some, some pieces to work, to work with. You know, they got some experience at the D-line with, with Big Maxie, and they got a guy that can move, whether it be outside linebacker or in the box. So uh, it, I expect him to be in full attack mode. Anything else for Coach? All right. Thank you. Thank hey, Coach. Um, you, did you get everything out of camp that you hoped to going into uh, official game week? I mean, I know I'm sure coaches never have everything, um, what they want, but, but how did you feel about preseason camp? Felt really good. Um, you know, from spring to the summer to fall camp, you know, kind of three different sections, but with the new rules and our access to the players, um, it was the first in my tenure than I've ever had the summer really be that much of a smooth transition into fall camp. Um, other than some pads being put on, you know, there was a, there was definitely a progression for it that allowed from a teaching standpoint to be really clean. And then it also helps with having a lot of players back that have played in the system for a while. So um, felt really good about camp. Um, thought we had to push through some things that we needed to push through. Thought we got the right amount of reps for the right, right people. Um, you know, you're going to go through some dings and bumps here and there, and that's all part of it. But, yeah, felt really good about where we come out in fall camp. How much better do you feel about your depth going into this year compared to last year, both in their experience and just their competitiveness and the ability to run guys out there as almost co-starters at a lot of spots? There's definitely a few more knowns, Chris. You know, I think there's a, a few more knowns that aren't just your top 11. Um, so that builds confidence. Um, 
But just like every year, you've got guys that redshirted last year or true freshmen or transfers that had come in that weren't knowns, but you feel like they are because they caught up quickly. Um, or what they've done through their body work through the spring, summer, or fall camp. So we're definitely um, in a place that you know I'm excited about. I think we've got you know good depth at most spots, uh, but now it's about going out there and executing um, on at game time. You guys have, have talked about the front porch since you've you've come here, and obviously it's changed a little bit since last year with personnel. But I guess what has stood out about the this specific group uh, through camp so far? What do you think will be the strength of that unit? Yeah, I, I think we've got a lot of returning depth. Um, you know, last year there were players like Malcolm Ray uh, and Derek McClendon that you hadn't really heard about as much, and they came on and had solid years. Uh, Jarrett Jackson in that mold, too. Um, you know, I think we really started to develop an identity last year, and when we showed up here, you know, that was going to be a critical place. I think. You know, in recruiting, you always have numbers that you try to hit at positions. But, you know, for us, you know, we can never have enough depth or enough good players up front uh, to play the way we want to play. Um, it's the absolute front porch to our defense. It's who we are, and it's part of the reason why we have two defensive line coaches, too, to get that group coached up the way we need to. Uh, I think we've got two of the better D-line coaches in the country. Um, and we've created depth through recruiting, and we've created depth through development. And that needs to continue. Coach, are there things you saw last season from the transfers you brought in that you could use as like indicators of, of what these guys can contribute to you this season from what you've seen from this new crop of transfers this preseason? Yeah, I don't know if you could say, well, this player was like this, so now this player is like that. Um, just, you know, I think there's practice um, landmarks that you come to for each player that comes in. Uh, sometimes it takes you one or two practices and you just, when you see it in person uh, and you coach them, you see the response and then you see the activity against players, you're like, okay, th this is going to work. Um, and, you know, I think there are different moments um, with the guys last year that you felt really good about early. Um, but you still, I think when you start in games, made you feel even more comfortable. And I think that's going to be like that this year too. Um, you know, we've got some more transfers on defense that we took. We've got some true freshmen that came in, you know, at the midpoint uh, on defense that, you know, some guys, as you look in the depth chart, are up there pretty high. So it, that's an indication of what we think is about to happen for them. And, um, you know, it's our job to be right. Do you remember the first time Randy talked to you about Tatum Bethune and, and what your would you envision that to be versus maybe what he's become? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, this portal is an ever-breathing, living organism, and it's constant. It's daily. Um, and usually, the first, even before film, when guys that are been productive at a high level uh, pop up, um, the first thing we usually do or I usually do is look for somebody that I have a connection with to get the, the quick synopsis of what it is, even before I jump to the film. Um, and so that one was easy. Um, and so when it happened, I went to Randy and Randy said, he'll help us. And I said, okay. And I've got a good relationship with Randy that we don't take many words with each other. And so I went back, watched the film and came back to him and gave him some concerns, gave him some things that I thought he would fit really well. Uh, we talked it through, um, talked about the room that we had and made a decision fairly quickly that he was going to be a good fit here. And, uh, Randy was right, you know, Tatum, um, fits in personality wise he's got a great leadership maturity to him but he's got quickness to him he's physical and he plays smart and um, he's definitely somebody that has, has brought the level of play at the linebacker room up and our defense following up on, on that question I, I guess what are your thoughts about the growth of the linebacker room and specifically with Tatum? I guess what has his experience and maturity done to kind of elevate the guys around him? Well, th that's been the one position that from the day we walked in here, it's the same guys playing still. It's Amari, it's Kalen Deloach, DJ Lundy, you know, um, it was Leonard Warner, you know, and he's now playing D line. You know, really the only one that hasn't, that's not here that played a lot of football one year was Emmett. You know, so it's really the same guys are still playing. They're just three years older now. And, 
You know, they've played in the system. And so now you, when you're able to work that group, and then you add Brendan Gant to that list, and again, that was somebody that started a lot of football games, just at a different position. But you put those four guys together, and there's a lot of football plays that played in our defense. And so, you know, that stuff has accumulated the effect. You add development to that, and then guys get better. Then you add Tatum, um, you add Omar Graham, and you add some of the younger guys that you, you pick up along the way, and that's how you create a room. And um, I think that room, as much as any room in our defense, has been truly developed. Um, you know, because the same guys that were playing, you know, three years ago, they're still playing, and they are getting better. And so that's how the room gets better. And um, you know, I think we showed some improvement last year, but it's definitely a position that we need more improvement this year. And through the summer and fall camp, um, I think we're in the best place we've been since we've been here as far as that room, the consistency, the ability to make plays. Coach, you talked about all those guys being back at linebacker. I think you probably feel pretty good about your back end and the five guys you have there, what you have on the inside with, with Fabian and Robert. But the guys on the edge, whether it's you know Dennis and Derek have given you something, Jared's a new guy. How much of a focus has the pass rush been for you coming off the edge? And, and where do you feel you're at right now going into this first week? Yeah, it's always a fine line of when you're getting things repped of you know four-man rush versus pressure and, and getting those things taught to your D linemen. Um, you know, you're going to do what you have to do to win the game as far as schematically. You know, I've always believed that when you recruit D linemen that can impact the game on first, second, third down, you got to let, let them go do it too. And so when we recruit these guys, you know, we, we sell the fact that there's going to be a lot of moments on third down that, like, we're going to give you the opportunity to go win the game. And so we do that with our guys. Now, you know, if we think pressures help more in situations or in plans, that'll happen as well. Um, but... You know, we've got a lot of good returning players, um, but listen, we're a team that needs to get a lot better than where we were and what we finished last year. So it's great that we've got a lot of good players coming back. I think we do. Uh, I don't know if the rest of the conference feels that way. Um, that's up to them. But, you know, we have developed them, and we've developed them the right way. But now it's a point to put the product out there that we go show the type of defense and the type of team that we can be and that we want to be. And there's still a lot of work to do that. Um, but the opportunity is coming up this Saturday. Uh, you talked about the depth at defensive tackle earlier, but just bringing back Fabian and Robert, how, what have you seen from them kind of this preseason? I know Odell talked about kind of it's a blessing having two guys who are that experienced kind of leading that group. Yeah, anytime guys get to that point in their career where, you know, they, they come back for another year. And, um, you know, it's always, I think as a coach, you know, when sometimes these players, if they have NFL opportunities, you know, or if it's just moving on, you know, they'll always ask you, you know, what do I need to do to get better? Or, you know, and I think as a coach, you want to be very specific to them. Like, you, if you come back, this is what you need to come back for. And give them not only goals but objectives. And, uh, you know, because when they come back, you know, they're back for a reason. And there's a lot of improvement that needs to happen. And that's what I've seen with Coop and Fabian. Um, there's been good leadership strides made. But, I mean, they're on, you know, they're on Coach Hagan's you know, they're on his backside connected to him during individual. And that's when you know the engagement of getting better at the details. That's such a repetitive position. Um, and it's such a six-inch discipline position that, you know, it's important that their mindset is on that technique-wise. And I think both those guys have set a good standard. And, I mean, listen, you go watch either one of those two play two years ago, and now you go watch them play now, and they're different players. And that's a credit to – them individually, it's a credit to Coach Storms, it's a credit to our nutrition department, our medical department, Coach Hagens, and um, it's just it's part of how you get better. You, you recruit guys, and then you develop them by telling them what they need to improve on, and then you put a structure in place for them to do it. I think both of them have done that. Coach, can we talk scheme a minute? Last year, uh, your, your defense made a, seemed to be a significant improvement during the season. Uh, did you find something there that fit the players? And, and how have you developed that from last yeah. season to this? Yeah, I, I think as we got going and got our hands on that group and as the season was going, you know, we were able to lock in on some roles. You know, I think that started for sure, um, you know, especially in the back end. Um, allowed guys that we thought played really well together, play with each other for longer stretches of the game. 
Uh, I think schematically it got, you know, pretty simple for us. And, uh, you know, there were times as a coach you make a decision of, okay, I think we're good enough talent-wise to be able to play fast and execute and coach some details but not change the picture a whole lot for them. And I think that's where we got to. Um, I think as you develop as a group, as a unit, you want to be able to always hold that mythology as far as how you want to do things or that method of how you want to do things. But you also want to continue to add some different pictures for the offense. So I think you do that without jeopardizing the speed that you play with or the confidence you play with. I think that's where we're at as a defense right now. I think the understanding of what we want to do and how we want to do it and then be able to throw some change-ups where guys understand why we want to do things differently, I think are important. Aslan for the last question. Coach, I, don't know, I would think like intuitively it might be more difficult for a, a true freshman to play cornerback in this day and age because offense are so pass heavy. But you know, you saw a guy like Duke Cooper last year be successful for you. Are guys like Sam and Azaria? I mean, what have you kind of seen from them that gives you the, the confidence that they can they can ramp up? You know, by October, November, and maybe be in that kind of top end rotation. I think good freshmen can play. You know, I mean, I've you know, if guys are ready, you know, they should play and. Um, you know, we've shown that here. You know, we've played true freshmen, um, and we've played them a lot. You know, back to you know early even Stephen Dix year one. You know, so we've played guys, and um, you know I think Zari and Sam are both talented players. Um, you know, Kevin Knowles played a good amount game one last year, and um, it took Duke a little bit longer. So everybody's on a little bit different journey as far as what that time frame goes but at no point will we ever limit a guy because it's their first year or their freshman and you know we're recruit guys that are skilled enough to play it's our job to get them ready to play and um, both those guys are going to have a chance to help us this year awesome thanks coach thanks guys thanks, coach you guys have uh, some new names in the in the return units um, from a year ago some new players uh, I guess you know what have you seen out of some of those guys who it looks like are going to be taking some of the top snaps? Like, obviously, Micah Pittman with Deuce Band and Sam McCall. No, it, definitely excited that this offseason we were able to add some guys to the roster that we feel like could help us a lot in the return game. Um, you know, starting with Micah, uh, he's been very consistent throughout the course of you know spring ball and fall camp in terms of fielding punts. Um, he, he's tough. He's aggressive. Uh, he's confident. So, I, you know, I'm excited about seeing him back there. Um, and then in the kick return uh, unit, kind of the same thing in terms of new faces. Um, you know, we got uh, Deuce, um, who, who's taking a lot of reps, Sam, um, Trey Benson. So, I mean, we, we got a, a bunch of guys that are, that are capable of helping us. Um, and as you said, there's a lot of new faces. So uh, I'm excited to see them be, have the opportunity to go out on, on Saturday and finally kind of put it to the test. Derek? Coach, when you looked at film from last year, evaluate self-evaluation were there things that you saw that you might be able to help your special teams with this year in terms of some of the uh, schemes you're using yeah you know there's there was a uh, you know at the end of every season especially uh, when things don't go as as, as planned in, in a lot of cases, um, there is a lot of critical self-evaluation, and uh, from everything to how we teach the fundamentals and uh, what we're doing schematically, and then you know, after you go through that evaluation, you you, you kind of take a step back and say, okay, what did what did we like about what we did, and what can we build upon, and what can we do better? And um, you know, I think uh, you know we we as a staff devote as much time as as anywhere I've ever been in terms of. Um, how we allocate time towards special teams. I think uh, we have solved some some things that that uh, we wanted to to make sure that we addressed. Um, you know, both in the return game and the cover coverage uh, with our cover units. So you know, I'm excited to see Saturday us have the opportunity to now put it on display. Uh, you know, against a, a different opponent. With implementing uh, full speed in scrimmages with return game. What kind of feedback did you get from the players about doing that? Because obviously it's something you and Mike wanted to do, but what did they say after they did it? No, I think I think they felt like it was it was helpful from the standpoint that um, you know there's a lot of valuable lessons that can be learned in, in a full speed rep uh, that don't necessarily uh, happen um, outside of a of a game setting. So um, you know some of those the some of those areas where you may need improvement, they get exposed uh, through those full speed repetitions. And I think our guys understood that, embraced it. And uh, you know, I think we, we got better 
over the last couple of weeks getting more full speed special teams work in the scrimmages for sure. Before you got here, Coach Fuller was discussing the defensive line and just how much the depth has changed since you guys first arrived. I guess for you, what have you seen uh, in terms of growth from the defensive end group from you know, the first day you were here to where you are now going in year three? Yeah, I mean, uh, without hearing exactly what Coach Fuller said, I mean, uh, it, it's something that, that it, you know, it took some time to build the depth to the, to the place of which it is now. Um, the biggest thing is just not having significant drop-off uh, when you're rotating players throughout the course of practice and then, as we'll see on, on Saturday, throughout the course of a game. Um, you know, I feel very confident. Right now we, we have six guys that are, that are repping and rotating in the defensive end spot, um, and I feel very confident that, that we'll be able to execute at a high level regardless of who's in the game. Um, you know, Derek McClendon, Jared Verse, Dennis Briggs, Leonard Warner, Pat Payton, Byron Turner, all those guys are, are, are taking reps. They're all at a different place in their career. You know, Pat and Byron are, are redshirt freshmen. Um, Leonard's been here, Leonard and Dennis have been here since before we got here. Uh, same with Derek. So, um, you know, they're all at a, at a different stage in terms of their development, but um, that depth that, that we uh, aspired to early on and, and when we first got here as a staff is starting to take shape. Yeah, Odell's got a bunch of old dudes starting for him. Randy's got a bunch of old dudes starting for him back end with, you know, Adam and Marcus got a whole bunch of old dudes back there. But you've got a guy that, you know, has come from the FCS level. Dennis is coming off an injury. Derek, limited sort of action. What have you kind of seen in practice that does make you feel confident about what they have? And is it not so much about how ready they'll be Saturday? Is it more about where they can be in October, November? Well, you know, I'll kind of take one guy at a time in terms of that. Like Jared Verse, yes, he is coming from a different level. Um, it is going to be a change in terms of his week-to-week -week competition that he sees. But some of our best competition is what we see every day at practice. And, and he absolutely looks like um, he belongs in every way, shape, and form uh, at, at this level. Um, you know, we, we obviously anticipated that uh, when he came in. But uh, he's had a really good – he had a really good spring. He's had a really good fall camp. Um, and, and I look forward to seeing what he can what he can do uh, this year for us. You know, Dennis uh, made the transition uh, from playing more inside to playing more defensive end, but he's, he also had a very good uh, fall camp. So uh, even though there's probably a few more unknowns at the defensive end spot, uh, I feel really good about the way that's going to look, um, not just this week, but for the next, you know, for the season going forward. When you're putting together coverage units, um, I mean, I'm sure you're looking for the best athletes or you know whatever criteria you have. Do do guys sometimes come to you and and want to either be elevated or compete at those positions beyond just the the freshmen who are just trying to get on the field? Yeah, you know, I, I, there's a lot of times that guys come and and they express their desires to want to be on on different special teams phases um, because a lot of guys, especially those those backup transitional guys. They know it's their opportunity to travel or to get on the bus, so to speak, um, is making sure that they have a role on on special teams. So that happens pretty frequently in terms of guys coming to, to ask what they can what they can do or what kind of role that they could play. Uh, in terms of the cover units, um, you know, every everything that we do, and you guys are at obviously a lot of the, the practices, we do a lot of competitive drill work. And um, you know, through that competition and through that competitive competitive work, uh, we're able to, to get a really a pretty solid evaluation of who we feel like gives us the best opportunity to be successful on those units. And uh, you know, we, we kind of make those decisions based off that. Um, and then obviously what's going on in practice, both on the offensive side and defensive side. Like to me, it all matters. You know, if I, if I feel like a guy is really showing up offensively or really showing up well defensively, it makes me think, well, maybe I need to create a spot or a role for them on special teams. Um, and, and it all kind of it all kind of works together, you know, from the standpoint of everybody has an opportunity every day to showcase what they are able to do to help us. And I try to take all of that into account as we make these decisions. Uh, when Ryan uh, Ryan talked last week about changing his approach a little bit, um, going to more I guess more of a two-step approach. When um, and I know the kickers kind of sometimes have their own people to help them and they have their own ideas. Um, did you, does he come to you about that or does, do you just see it like once after he's implemented it and, and what do you think that's done for him? Well, you know, kick, kicking's a little unique in, in that regard because a lot of these guys have 
personal trainers and coaches that they've worked with their their whole careers, and they'll get some off-season work with them. Um, you know, in terms of that, uh, Ryan will communicate and share some of the things that he's working on, and then it's our job to give the most the best feedback we can. I try not to clutter him or any of our kickers, for that matter, with too much information because. Like any of us who, who've, who've played golf, if you have too many swing thoughts, then all of a sudden you can't perform. You know, so I, I try, I trust him in, in terms of what he's trying to, to get accomplished. Um, and then if there's something that needs that I see or one of the coaches on our staff sees that needs to be tweaked or adjusted, we'll, we'll address that from there. But um, you know, he's he's hit the ball well. Um, you know, I think his contact has been been really good throughout the course of, of this fall camp. So um, there's really no need for me to to tweak anything with him right now, as a, except for the occasional miss hit. We may talk about why it happened. I know you're married and you have a family, and they make you very happy. But but professionally, will there be anything that'll make you more excited than to see one of these kick units, whether it's punt or kick, really bust something off? Yeah, no, it, it, I uh, that's a long time overdue. Uh, you know, I was actually kind of uh, thinking about that last night driving home. Just um, you know, you kind of get caught and, and you you know kind of drift off in your train of thought. Almost ran a red light, um, but um, I, just because because our guy we're so close. You know, and I know, you know, to, to a casual observer just off the television copy of, of watching a game, it's hard to tell that at times um, because to, to have a kick return for a touchdown, there's a reason why they're infrequent. You know, a lot of things have to happen. You got to get the right kick. You got to get everyone blocked. Everyone's got to execute their assignment. Then you got a guy have to have a guy with some instincts that's running with the ball that, that can make it happen. Um, and we've been so close on so many different occasions where when you pause the tape, you see a seam there, you think you're going to hit it, and then for whatever reason, it doesn't happen that way. Um, so, yeah, I'd be, I'd be thrilled to death if, you know, when that, that opportunity presents itself. And uh, our guys have worked really hard at it, and, and they do take a lot of pride in what we're doing on, on special teams. Uh, so I'm hoping that, that um, they start seeing some rewards for all the, the hard work that they're putting into it, for sure. Anything else? We're good? Awesome. Thank awesome. You. Thank you, guys.